Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So we have the NFL coaching carousel, which I believe right now is spinning out of control. Two more vacancies have been filled. We'll focus for the purposes of this monologue on the one in the Tar Heel State. And I assume you saw it happened early in the day. Uh, Maybe you missed it. Uh, The Carolina Panthers have hired who? Uh, Yeah, if you were in another dimension and you've been out of the loop, Matt Rule, he rules the day. He's the new co- Matt Rule. He was a coach at Baylor, and uh, he it's, he also never heard of him. He also in in accomplishing a couple of things, he became an NFL coach, and he also remade a Hollywood classic, The Great Train Robbery, uh, by Matt Rule, who has no NFL head coaching experience. Very briefly, was a assistant position coach in the NFL, and he gets a reported seven year contract worth. Sixty million, which with incentives could be worth up to seventy million dollars. Holy Bojangles, Batman! What is up with that? Anyway, let's discuss the question: How should Carolina Panther supporters, all of them listening to us in Charlotte right now, how should you feel, and all over the Carolinas, feel about Matt Rule as your coach? Now, I've got risky business. Characters and pie, and we will combine all these things together. Now, number one, I find this. I believe the word is interesting. Now, we were asked the other day in Mallard of the Third Degree, 
whether or not Matt Rule would return to Baylor for another season. And at that time, we said, absolutely. He's not going to the NFL. This is, he's going to do these interviews, but these are not great jobs. Uh, they're not. And part of that was because he had a massive buyout, and the Panthers' job is at best average. It's not a plum job in the NFL. Well, it turns out that it became a plum job because the hedge fund guy that owns the Panthers, that Weasley Wall Street guy, David Tepper, what David Tepper wants as the owner, who David Tepper gets, that's the reality. Now, it does help to be worth $12 billion. That is his said net worth. Think about that. $12 billion, not million, $12 billion, which means, means you're living in a nice part of town and you have cash to burn. Uh, you have cash to burn. Kind of like writing a check for... $6 million, which is what the Carolina Panthers have done. They wrote a check for $6 million to Baylor and said, here, go out. You can, I think you can buy half of Waco, Texas for $6 million. But that is what they got as a compensation situation. Hey, it's only money. Chump change, in fact, when you're worth $12 billion. It is a massive gamble, though. Typically, you'd say for both sides. But on this one, it's a big gamble for Carolina. It's the old risk-reward, right? Matt Rule... For him, hey, he was the hot name. You only get to be the hot name one time. Very rarely do you be, I mean, almost like once in a blue moon are you a the hot guy for more than one time. And he picked the Panthers. Not a great job. It became a great job when the dollar amount was thrown around. How do you make an average job a great job? Overpay. Right? Any job becomes a better job. Whatever you're doing right now. A lot of people listening live work, and, and even the podcast, you're working while you're doing this. And you might not like your job. I hear from people all the time, I, I don't really like it. I got to do it. I got you know, I get a zillion kids. I got bills. I got a you know, whole thing. I, I get emails from people all the time that spill their guts. And here's the thing. That same job you're doing right now, if they tripled your salary would not be such a bad job. You'd be like, that's a pretty good job. I like this job. I can embrace this job. The hours might be tough, but so what? Anyway, so that, that's the, the thing for rule. You're talking about a, a seven-year contract. You know that old saying, strike while the iron's hot? Well, Matt Rule struck while the iron was hot. And even if he does a face plant and sucks at a time you should not su- you know, suck, coaching in the NFL, Carolina will pretty much be married to him and connected at the hip for at least four years. Plus, if he fails, and most of these coaches fail, he can go back to college, Matt Rule, and his tail between his legs and his bank account filled with money. It is risky business for David Tepper because he is putting his neck out there on what is a wild card. And it could be a joker. It could be an ace. Right? There, there are justifiable red flags. This is a guy whose claim to fame is the resurrection of woe-begone schools like Temple and Baylor. From sin to salvation, right? Now, newsflash, you're not in Waco, Texas anymore, right? You're not in Waco, Texas anymore. So the NFL is, is a whole different animal. Now, Charlotte's not a massive media center and all that, but every NFL town, they have their lapdog media. Probably, oh, I guess Buffalo's got the biggest lapdog media I heard from my friend Sports with Coleman uh, this week. But but every town has you know some guys that are critics. Uh, and, and by the way, we have our made-for-TV moment, one of them in the NFL 2020. We don't have the schedule out, but we know the matchups. And Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers will play his predecessor, Ron Rivera, and the Washington Redskins in Landover, Maryland. So that'll be uh, Monday night, Thursday night game, something like that, some primetime festivities. Now, secondly, Carolina, they certainly regressed under Ron Rivera, the aforementioned Ron Rivera. Things had become stale. So from the standpoint of change, pretty much anybody would be good. Ron Rivera... Let's just say the roster. Now, he wasn't fully involved in building the roster, but he had a role in it. He, the, the roster that Rivera left, the cupboard is bare in many areas. Now, they have Christian McCaffrey on offense, and they've got Luke Keekley, the linebacker, on defense. But outside of that, there's a hodgepodge of nondescript players. I don't see very many playmakers, if any, other than Christian McCaffrey, 
regularly performing there. And now, now personally, I like the Matt Rule hire for Carolina. It ain't my money. And I like the excitement. I mean, I, I would say of the hires that we've had in the NFL, this one is right there at the top of the list. And he could fail, and it's still at the top of this. The We're all playing the speculation game. You're all gambling, all of us, that this is going to work out. And, and I, I don't know too much about him. I saw some, some games. I didn't see him when he's coaching Temple, but at Baylor, and how could you not be impressed with the turnaround at Baylor? In fact, how good has this guy been? He's critically acclaimed. This past year, the Baylor Bears became the fourth team but the first Power 5 team since 1937 to win 11 games two years after losing 11 games. That is a dramatical turnaround situation. And I also like the backstory, which gets shoved up your nose in times like this. Like The path he took coaching and playing football, Matt Rule, uh, included some very interesting and infamous football characters who were his mentors, and now he's an NFL coach. Matt Rule was a walk-on at Penn State, and guess who the coach was? Joe Paterno. But he also played defense, and his defensive coordinator in State College was the notorious pervert Jerry Sandusky. That's right. The guy that was molesting little boys. Uh, Jerry Sandusky was his defensive coordinator. And the new coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule's father, worked for Jerry Sandusky's charity in State College. I, I assume they did not put that in the press release. Now, that doesn't mean anything at all. It just, you know, people work with people, and sometimes you, you don't know the real story on people, and they've got two sides and all that. Uh, I get it, but it's interesting. These are, these are interesting names. Now, the final point. If you do the old winners and losers thing, we don't have a winner yet because while I like the hire because it's exciting, it's new, it's fresh and all that, we do have a loser. That would be the New York football giants. Right? This is a big blow to big blue because Matt Rule grew up in New York before he moved to Pennsylvania as a teenager. He was an offensive line coach, assistant offensive line coach for the Giants under Tom Coughlin. It was all lined up. All the anecdotal evidence led you to believe that he was going to be the next coach of the Giants. The media in New York were convinced of it. Instead, he decided not to even talk with them and take the money and run with Carolina. I don't blame him. Giants aren't going to pay that kind of money. How about low self-esteem for Dave Gettleman and the Giants? Eating humble pie and bon appetit and all that. Now they were backed into a corner. They ended up hiring Joe Judge, the special teams coach of the Patriots. More on that later. So Matt Rule, Who? Uh, Joe Judge is the guy's name. Never so, heard of him. I know. So so Matt Rule immediately becomes one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, right? Rags to riches, the whole deal. Uh, he moves into the high rent district as the, the thinking goes. He is, I believe, richer now than Scrooge McDuck. I believe he is richer than Scrooge McDuck. And he's also in the running. For the worst-dressed coach in the NFL. Now, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid kind of go back and forth on that. But I don't know if you you watched him at Baylor. The, one of the few things I remember, it's how, odd how I remember these weird things watching uh, Baylor a few times over the last couple of years, that Matt Rule dresses like he's doing overnight talk radio. You know, we do the overnight show here, so there's no one in the building. Management's not around. They don't even clean the toilets while we're here. There's nobody in the building. <laughs> So we can pretty much wear our pajamas if we wanted to. Now, I dress for success. I'm wearing a tuxedo right now, but these other guys are dressed like clowns. I want you to know that. But Mad Rule seems like a meat and potatoes kind of guy that's not worried about strutting down the catwalk. Now, he's no fashionista considering some of the crap that he's worn, but, uh, you know, who am I to speak? Who? Well, I'm a talk show host. I get paid to speak. That's how that works. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is no joy in Mudville or LeBron land. Bronny, that's his kid, actually. LeBron, the old man. As the world turns, uh, the Lakers put a beat down on the Knickerbockers. But that's not the story. The story is a boo-boo for Anthony Davis. Who could have possibly anticipated that Anthony Davis would get hurt? It's so unlike him. He's an Iron Man. When you think tough, you think Anthony Davis. (laughs) Next man up. That's the attitude. Next man up mentality. (laughs) Uh, Is DeMarcus Cousins going to come back and play? He's hurt. He's out for the year, right? He's going to come back and save the day for the Lakers. Well, if you missed it, now there's two things about Anthony Davis that we need to talk about. He left the game in the third quarter last night or tonight, depending on how you look at it. It is the middle of the night, so or early in the morning now. So uh, it, it was last night, Laker-Knicks game, blowout game, third quarter, and uh-oh, a collision between Anthony Davis and former Laker Julius Randle. Ironically, they were like united as one there um, for, for a little while, but uh, they, they got together. Now, Anthony Davis left the game. He walked off under his own power. The Lakers' owner, general manager, president of basketball operations, Rich Paul, uh, LeBron's toady, and also the agent for it's all, it's, you know, it's everyone's in bed with everyone here in uh, Lakerland. But uh, Anthony Davis' agent came over 
and it wasn't some PR person. It was Rich Paul himself that said, there's nothing to see here. Everything is fine, is essentially what he said. It's like that famous, famous scene in one of the great movies of all time uh, from back in the day, Leslie Nielsen and the Naked Gun the late Leslie Nielsen, when he's standing there and he says, you know, there's, uh, he's actually had two lines in movies that are The Naked Gun, he was standing in front of like a building with fireworks going off and all this crazy. And he said, move on. There's nothing to see here. Please disperse. And another old movie that has been many years ago, but Airplane. Remember, Remember the line Leslie Nielsen had in Airplane? He said, there's no reason to become alarmed and we hope you'll enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> Solid line. Solid comedy gold in, uh, in the movies. But So Rich Paul's like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. That's, he says that out of one side of his mouth. Then it comes out that not only is Anthony Davis injured, he's going to miss the upcoming road trip for the Lakers. So he's out for the roadie. He will not play in those games, and, but wait, there's more. He's going to have an MRI on his lower back. Inquiring minds would like to know how this is going to go. I'd be surprised if we see him again before February, knowing his injury record. And then you have the future of Anthony Davis. I don't know if you've heard the latest on that. No? Bad job by you. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's hear from Frank Vogel, though, who tried to help tow the company line here. The, the late, well, he's not really the Lakers coach. He's LeBron's assistant, the lead assistant for the Lakers, Frank Vogel, commenting on the injury to Anthony Davis, a tailbone injury. The initial diagnosis is a bruised tailbone. You know, he's going to go through additional testing tonight, and uh, we'll have an update for you tomorrow. That's all I got. That's it? I want more. I need more. No? All right. Apparently, that's all he's got. So, as far as the contract, though, the Lakers offered Anthony Davis a four-year, $146 million max extension. That happened on Tuesday. It was reported on Tuesday. And the Lakers were handed by Anthony Davis, this is great, a rejection letter hours before he went out and mutilated his tailbone. (laughs) He turned down $146 million and then immediately got hurt. Immediately Don't even pass go. Uh, You have picked up a tailbone injury. Davis is bypassing the in-season extension, and he would like to become an unrestricted free agent in July. Now, there's several schools of thought on this, so I thought we would take a spin and figure out what's really going on. The question, how nervous should the Lakers be about Anthony Davis leaving? He just turned down $146 million. I am going to pull out the Maller scale of anxiety. And on the Maller scale of anxiety, 1 to 10, with 10 being you're staring down the barrel of a flamethrower, I'm at an 8. I am at a crazy 8. I know the guys in the other room there, the Laker apologists, don't want to hear that, but uh, I'm at an 8. All right? I've got superficial, deep dish, and collateral damage. And we'll put all these things together. Now, to lead off with Anthony Davis has been, for the most part, a good soldier. He is saying and doing just about all the right things. Per media reports, he appears to be BFF with LeBron James. They're hanging out together, smoking cigars. They're having Taco Tuesday together. Oh, my God, they're having so much fun. Every day is a trip to Disneyland with these two knuckleheads side by side. And Anthony Davis on the court has been very productive. The team is winning. He seems genuinely happy to play for the Lakers. Yada, yada, yada. However, much like the Laker franchise motto, it's all superficial. You have to take this stuff at face value. It is irrelevant. Now, what is my evidence? Example A, Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis. That is example A. Remember, Kawhi was laughing and having a good time winning in Toronto. And the Raptors, thanks to the Warriors crumbling, won the NBA championship. Kawhi Leonard seemed genuinely happy. He was more popular than the Prime Minister of Canada. 
They were giving him deals. He was hanging out, making you know TV commercials, and big deal, big deal in Toronto and all over Canada. That first, you always remember your first, that first championship for the Raptors franchise. And so, why would he leave? But Boardman rejected Max offers from the Toronto Raptors. He exited stage right in free agency. Now, furthermore, Anthony Davis, he has a similar circumstance around him. Now, the only difference here, and it's a, it's a mildly big difference, is that he wanted to play for the Lakers. And, and this is where he chose to escape from New Orleans. Kawhi didn't pick Toronto. He ended up in Toronto. However, Laker historians ought to be skittish and nervous because while Kawhi Leonard chose to play for his hometown team, it's hip to clip. You know the hometown team for Anthony Davis? The running of the Bulls. That's right, the Chicago Bulls. The unibrow, (laughs) a native son of Chicago. The Bulls have been a slow-motion train wreck for years. And I feel bad for my friend Chuck Swirsky, the voice of the Chicago Bulls there, who's had to call some terrible Bulls teams over the uh, recent years there. Never heard Radio of voice of the Bulls. You're a schmuck if you don't know who Chuck Swirsky is. He created the nickname Air Canada and Vinsanity when he was the voice of the Toronto Raptors back in the day. Very very nice man, very talented man, the great Chuck Swirsky. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so Chicago. Like the Bulls, because they've been so bad, you, you imagine Davis could just be the perfect tonic, just what the doctor ordered right, walks back into the Windy City, He'd be bigger than deep dish pizza in Chicago if he were to do that as the the guy that would fix the Bulls. And you know his friends from back home in Chicago, if he has any of them left from the second city there, have to be planting the seed in his ear like, hey, come on, baby, we need you. You'd be the savior, the messiah of the Chicago Bulls franchise, Anthony Davis. Uh, Now on a positive note for the Laker lapdogs, Rich Paul – who we referenced earlier, the de facto owner of the Lakers and general manager and president, and uh, yeah, uh, also Anthony Davis's agent. He is the one who, in theory, is orchestrating the very future of the unibrow. Or as our friend the Palm Desert Rat said, instead of the brow, it's just the owl. That's a, I'm going to have to use that. That's a good line. I'm going to steal that. Eventually, I will not give you credit, Palm Desert Rat. I'll just use that as my own. I learned that from Tom Looney, who I used to work with here. Because I would say something the first hour of a show. We did the Blitz, and it was like like six or seven hours, whatever it was. And so I'd say something kind of witty that that worked the first hour. And then three hours later, Looney would use the same line. (laughs) And then he would turn his mic off and laugh at me and point his finger at me like a child. So I will do the same thing with the Palm Desert Rat. I will say, he's not the brow, he's the owl, and then I will just laugh and I will turn my mic off and goof on the Palm Desert Rat. That's what I'm going to do. So I'll let you know right now. Uh, but you, Rich Paul, the Rich Paul dynamic is the orchestrator of the future of Anthony Davis. Imagine Paul and LeBron James, I would think, are putting a full court press on Davis, hoping to hypnotize him, to brainwash him with Laker propaganda. Mind control. And we know Anthony Davis, you know, he's a good basketball player, but he doesn't even dress himself. I mean, it's a little embarrassing, right? Remember the whole New Orleans thing? (laughs) He wore the T-shirt the last game in New Orleans where he didn't even play (laughs) that said, that's all, folks. And then when asked about it, said, I didn't even know. I don't dress myself. You know, it's like his mom puts his clothes. Not even his mom. It's one of his handlers puts the clothes on on the bed for him to wear in the morning. Imagine that. I mean, at some point, don't you? I pick out my own clothes. I look great, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for, for noticing. All right. Now, the last thing here. So reports say Anthony Davis, the reason he rejected the Lakers' max offer is to get more money by waiting until the summer. And the way the salaries work, they say, well, you can get $200 million if he waits. He gets $146 million now. It's an extra couple million a year. Not so fast, though. All right, there's a curveball, a backdoor curveball, which, by the way, Los Angeles Dodger hitters do not know how to react to in the postseason, but they're fine during the regular season. But anyway, sorry, I'm having flashbacks. But a reality check, Anthony Davis could actually end up costing himself money. There's two ways this can go sideways 
and upside down and topsy-turvy for Anthony Davis. And the first way is the salary cap, which has gone up, 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 and away for years. Keeps getting higher every year. Revenues get better. The party bus is about to run out of gas. A longtime NBA employee told me on Christmas night, I was at the Laker Clipper game, and uh, we're in the, the uh, what was it the Chickern press room or whatever the hell it is, and he he sat with me, he talked to me, he told me that th- it is going to be a very ugly off season in the NBA. In there's going to be a market correction in terms of revenue. Now, why is that? That is collateral damage from the NBA doing the dirty dance with the People's Republic of China. And the fallout from that, we haven't talked about it in a while. The NBA has done a good job of bearing the story. I haven't seen Daryl Morey all year. He normally does a news conference. He pops up on radio shows. I haven't seen the guy since that whole rhubarb took place, the general manager of the Rockettes. But we are talking about, according to the, the people who know, hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars plus in revenue that has presto vanished from the coffers of the NBA, all because Daryl Morey endorsed Hong Kong, right? Picked the right side, Hong Kong, rather than a oppressive government in China. And so they went with Hong Kong, and that because of that, a lot of NBA business in China dried up. Some of it has come back, I understand, but not all of it. And so essentially the chickens are going to come home to roost when the bean counters look at the books. So that means that the salary numbers are going to go down. Now, they likely will not go down all that much. That's true. But that's a way that Anthony Davis is going to lose a little bit of money. There's also the, the fact that he's very fragile. Very, very fragile. We saw he got hurt last night. He's got a bad tailbone. He's got that going for him. And he, he is much more likely to have a catastrophic injury than he is to make it through the rest of the season healthy. And why am I saying that? What is my evidence? Well, look at his injury chart. It's four pages long. I think it's actually five pages long. And he heard his tailbone, like we said last night, 30-point win over the Knicks, gets an MRI. Today, the results will come out. He's already done for the road trip. The Lake, I love the Lakers. Lakers, again, they're saying, oh, he's fine. Everything's good. By the way, he's not going to play on the road. And... In addition, uh, we're, we're going to have an MRI, which costs thousands of dollars to have an MRI. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Major League Baseball. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training in a little over a month. Talking about like a, I think it's February 12th or something like that, pitchers and catchers report. Crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So now we have known for a while that the Houston Astros are dirty, rotten cheaters, dirty dogs of baseball. They were caught red-handed, banging on trash cans, and now they have some company in the penalty box of baseball. If you've not heard... Dark day for the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox are the latest major league team to be involved in a sign-stealing scandal that has rocked baseball to its core. Now, what did the Red Sox do? What did they do? The Red Sox are accused of using the video replay room to steal opponent signs during the 2018 World Series winning season. You know who the Red Sox beat in the 2018 World Series? Yeah. Uh, This comes to us from Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellick of The Athletic. Now, I know Evan. I work with him at the other radio station in Boston uh, back in, like, January, February of last year, uh, March and April, and then that was about it. Uh, But Evan... It's very interesting that he's the guy that's got this story because he was a Red Sox beat reporter. And before that, he was an Astros beat reporter. The two teams that have been outed by the Astro, by the Athletic are the Astros and the, and the Red Sox. So how do they do this? So apparently the Red Sox, if you believe the story, they sent players to the video replay room, which is right near the dugout, to study signs and relay information back to the other players on the team. Now, they, they claim they have three sources and this went on during the 2018 season. Now, they claim that it's, you know, this is not unusual, but Major League Baseball attempted to crack down on it before the 2018 season. They sent out memos forbidding players from using the video replay room and steal signs. Of course, who reads those memos? So the Red Sox then passed the signs on to each other and had a grand old time cheating, 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 cheating. So let's discuss the question. What do you make of the Red Sox being tossed in to this particular story? It had been an Astro story all along, and now we have the the Red Sox. So I've got common denominator, rationalize, and apple. Those three things, and we will connect everything uh, together. Now, first of all, this is as shocking as learning a child does not like eating vegetables. Uh, that that uh, the Red Sox are involved in this, that other teams are involved. Now, the Red Sox are going to be punished by May's baseball. They've got to be punished. But the DNA on this, the Astros' DNA is all over. The tentacles of the Astros' elaborate cheating scandal have spilled in to the hallowed grounds of Fenway Park. Alex Cora 
is obviously the direct link. And he was A.J. Hinch's right-hand man during the 2017 Houston playoff run that was fueled by depravity and debauchery, as we have come to learn. And then Alex Cora leaves the Astros, gets the Red Sox job, and brings the dirty tricks with him to the Commonwealth. The same things he used deep in the heart of Texas. Alex Cora is the common denominator. But he learned, we think, from A.J. Hinch. Remember what A.J. Hinch said? Remember what he had to say back in the the playoffs last year for the Astros when asked about the Astros cheating? What did he say? Nobody heard it. You guys have audio, video, people people in places, and nothing, and there's no evidence of anything. So... There are hundreds of videos that have popped up of the Astros doing this. No evidence. That's the the guy that Alex Cora worked with. So, now to his credit, though, Alex Cora evolved the cheating of the Astros. The Red Sox were more cloak and dagger, not as in your face as the tactics used by the Astros. Houston... For those of you that have been in a closet somewhere in a shoebox, Houston has been using all kinds of tells to their players. Uh, For example, bang, bang, whistles, band-aid buzzers, earpieces with communication. Imagine that. You're on the road. You know, the the helmet with the flaps over the ears, so you can't see inside the ears. Bang, bang. Some sound of the Astros. That's an Astros-Rangers game last year. That's Astros-Mariners. That's right. That's how that went there. Uh, So all this went down. So again, the laundry list, they used garbage cans, bang, bang, whistles, band-aid buzzers, earpieces, flashing lights. That's a pyrotechnic show. Now, Boston is accused of a more modest, a more understated cheating scheme. Typically, the player who stole the signs would then walk back to the dugout to inform their teammate. Right? Now, once a runner got on base, they would pass along the signs based on the position of the base. Now, how would they do this? Well, this is where it gets interesting. The runner would let the hitter know if he was aware of the sequence. He would put like two feet on the bag or look out into center field or do something very subtle. And nobody seemed to notice. And according to the, uh, one of the Red Sox uh, sources for this story, the runner stepping off the bag with the right foot first could mean fastball, left foot first, a breaking ball or an off-speed pitch. But it's the same concept of what the Astros did. Now, Red Sox hitters reportedly discussed in their pregame meetings how they were planning to cheat for that night's game, what they were going to do, what methods they were going to use. In that game. Now, by itself, I'm going to be an adult here. I have no problem with sign stealing, but the fact that you have taken it to the next level with the technology, all right, that means it's not a misdemeanor, it's a felony. And even one of the former Red Sox players, of course, didn't give their name, not like Mike Fires, who gave his name, said, hey, it's cheating person that was with the Red Sox when they won the World Series said, because if you're using a camera to zoom in on a crotch of a catcher, how about that? Zooming in on the crotch of the catcher uh, to break down the sign system and then take that information to give it out to the runner, then he doesn't have to steal it because you've already stolen it. You see how that works? Now, the second thing here, as we talk here on Fox Sports Radio, this sign-stealing epidemic is obviously widespread. It's not just the Astros. It's the Red Sox. There are other teams involved. But it, it reminds me of the steroid controversy in the early 2000s. Now, I might or might not have been doing talk radio in those days, but the Astros, you remember listening to talk radio. The, the people who are around the Astros and the Red Sox, mostly the Astros, the apologists, the defenders, the mouthpieces for the Astros, they are using the same defense that I remember the people that supported Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa did back in that day. You know what their defense is? Yeah, but everyone does that. That's the defense. So 
they're trying to rationalize that that's not that big a deal because everyone does it. But everyone does it. So let's examine that. Now, would the defense strategy in a court of law stand up if the Astros were put on trial and their defense was, but everybody does that? The answer, no chance in hell. Now, what is my evidence that that would not stand up? It has been used by hardened criminals and respected members of the community that step into it. And each time someone uses that defense, but everybody does that, it's rejected almost universally. You know, it's kind of like I talk about spirit of the law versus letter of the law. Everyone speeds at night, you know, on the highway. Everyone's going faster than the speed limit, but certain people get tickets. But if you, if I got a speeding ticket, and I, I, I think they should just, if you're going with the flow of traffic and you're not di- driving dangerously, you should be allowed to go you know, over the speed limit if you're going with the flow of traffic. But if you go to court and I say, listen, I was going you know, 90 miles an hour. Everyone was going 90 miles an hour. You know, and I use the defense, but everybody does that. They're still going to give me the ticket. I'm not getting out of the ticket. Anyway, so Houston fans are using that to rationalize. It doesn't work, right? Each time it's rejected almost universally. And in the legal world, they ask, how could you possibly believe that an act is right simply because everyone else is doing it? It's kind of like that argument, though, you know, your parents told you. You, know, you shouldn't do drugs. You shouldn't you know, do bad stuff. You know, everyone, even if everyone else is doing it, you've got to not do it. And then you end up doing bad stuff anyway. Uh, and, and that's how that works. So how can Major League Baseball crack down on sign stealing? Let me get to that in a minute. I got final thought, though. If this report is true, what should baseball do with the Red Sox? Well, really, the fall guy in all this is going to be Alex Cora. Now, the Red Sox will be punished. And I believe they will be fined. And if it turns out they did this uh, throughout the playoffs in the World Series, they should forfeit the 2018 World Series. Give it back. Give it back now. Fair is fair. It'll be gotten gains. Uh, Alex Cora should be given the Pete Rose treatment and banned for life. The Dodgers are going to have to schedule back-to-back World Series parades. <laughs> back-to-back. Going to break the budget in Los Angeles, so the city budget there, with these parades. What do you think? Thursday, this Thursday, and then next Thursday? All right. Said yes? Uh, why not? I wouldn't be shocked if the Nationals did something illegal. How about back-to-back-to-back world champions for the Dodgers? Yes? <laughs> All right, so how can Major League Baseball crack down on sign stealing? I'm a problem solver. It's what I am. My theory is the only way to stop this kind of cheating is to fight technology with technology. Now, what do I mean by that? Take the signs out of baseball. Major League Baseball needs to partner with Apple and have players and catchers alike, pitchers, catchers, players, wear AirPods. Why not? i not going to injure yourself with an AirPod. This goes on in football. We see this in football, right? A quarterback has a system to communicate with the sidelines, with the coaching staff, and they have about 15 seconds or 20 seconds, whatever it is, to get to play in. You're at a Seahawks game, and one of the coaches is telling Russell Wilson, here's the play we're going to run. There's no signs. You can't steal any signs. So if you did this, now, listen, that would – pretty much eliminate stealing signs. Now, it would be possible. The only way to steal a sign would be if you're either a psychic or a hacker, like a North Korean hacker, and you hack into the communication system. Uh, But the only problem with this plan is that infielders, everyone's going to have to be wearing the uh, the AirPods because the infielders need to look at where the pitch is going so they know where to line up. So that becomes a little bit of an issue. But that is my solution for baseball. And again, we are told by the end of January, Major League Baseball is going to issue long suspensions, banishments for the Astros before Super Bowl Sunday. 
Now, knowing how baseball operates, they might just wait till Super Bowl Sunday so nobody talks about it, but that's what's going on. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.